101.1. Call up somebody. Tell them it's going to be all right. K-A-Y-T. Got the gospel. Transmitting all day. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today to call on the highest power of the universe to bring peace and prosperity upon his people. The God that we serve is a deliverer and a strong tower. He is a God of stability, a God of substance, a God of authority, and a God who can solve all of our issues. So today, establish your people with deliverance, deliverance from the unemployment line, deliverance from food stamps and welfare, deliverance from the inner city housing and project living, deliverance from drug addiction, deliverance from social injustice, deliverance from drive-by shootings, deliverance from illiteracy and homelessness, deliverance from racism and bigotry, deliverance from hatred and violence, deliverance from the doom of demonism, deliverance from sin and seduction, deliverance from helplessness and despair. Authenticate us with the principles of your power so that we can dwell in your power today. excited to introduce to you Deliverance Today Ministries. Our world is full of trouble and we have reached a point where it is time to bring to the people of God the truth of God. We are headquartered in Shreveport, Louisiana and are connected to churches worldwide. Each week we desire to come into your life with a message of deliverance that will prepare you for heaven. We invite you to join our prayer line and zoom into a closer walk with God every morning from 6 to 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. 
We have health professionals, spiritual counselors, and Christian aid workers in Louisiana and Texas. And we'll also extend our resources to help you with social, spiritual, financial, and mental needs wherever you are.
Today, as we continue our theme on black history this month, I want to share with you a two-part message entitled Black Moses. Slavery was such a dehumanizing issue in our history. And today, I want to talk to you about slavery. But we want to first focus on our text, Exodus chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Slavery was such a issue back in Egypt. And the individual who was responsible for enslaving the people of God was himself an individual who did not understand God. But today, before we deal with the issue of slavery, let me first help you to understand the difference between slavery and freedom. You see, Herod could incarcerate John the Baptist and finally beheaded him. But John was free while his captor was a slave, although he was called king. Nero was the slave while Paul was God's free man shouting, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. In a Roman prison, Nero was actually enslaved, but Paul was free. King James could imprison that humble tinker, John Bunyan, for preaching on the streets of Bedford, a great spiritual emancipation, but Bunyan was free in a soul that revealed in spiritual visions and delights. Madame Guyon was imprisoned in the lonely Bastille, but she sang that song, Stone walls do not a prison make, nor iron bars a cage. Minds innocent and quiet take these for a hermitage. When I am free within my heart, and in my soul am free. Angels alone that soar above enjoy such liberty. This is the true freedom that lives under the compulsion of love. Brother, are you really free? Not only as a citizen of America, but of that heavenly country. Or are you under the dominion of sin? compelled to give way to evil tempers and lusts, a servant of Romans' seventh experience. If so, move over into the eighth chapter and shout the shout of freedom, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You see, our message today begins with the people who are enslaved. With a visionary being born when the divine objective 
is created or birthed in the heart of God was chosen. You see, Moses was selected by God to deliver the people of God. 400 years, these people dwelt in slavery. The very fact that children at the time of Moses' birth were being killed, especially man children, God created an avenue for the salvation of Moses so that he could be a deliverer for God's people. It is clear that God has a divine master plan. Slavery was never one of God's chosen methods for people. However, it is clear that the history of the people of God at the time of Moses and the history of the African American parallel with very tragic reality that slavery was something that was thrust upon them without God's divine plan. You see, slavery was never something that God wanted for his people. It is clear that there was a rejection of God's will. The whole earth knew what God had in store for Israel. God wanted Israel to be the head and not the tail. It was not God's will that Israel be enslaved. It was God's will that Israel have liberty. It was God's will that freedom was given to his people. It was not God's will for persecution and oppression. It was not God's will that Israel would suffer the humanity brought upon it. Thus, God provided for Israel a deliverer. There was a rejection of God's will by this apostate king called Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. The whole scene was ridiculous to Pharaoh, an affront to his position, a misuse of his time and authority. In the heathen mind of Pharaoh, Israel was a people of luxury to provide for the riches of Egypt by building buildings and by using their slave labor to be able to erect a metropolis in Egypt, Pharaoh decided to have all the pleasures and luxuries of an enslaved people who would help to enrich Egypt by their free labor. When Moses came to Pharaoh with the request of letting the people go, Pharaoh used this request because to him it was absolutely Nonsense. His response was sharp, cynical, and severe. His response shows exactly how he felt about such a ridiculous request. No doubt his thoughts ran something like this. Imagine a group of slaves appearing before me demanding that I free them to go on a religious pilgrimage. Do they take me for a fool? And the audacity trying to strike fear in me by claiming that their God sent them with such a ridiculous request. I'll teach them a lesson they'll never forget. Now Pharaoh did not take the request of Moses and Aaron seriously because Pharaoh needed an introduction to the God of Israel. Why did he enslave God's people? 
and mistreat them so unjustly? Why did he not believe in the only God, the living and true God? Why did he not rule Egypt with liberty, freedom, and justice for all people, including God's people? There are five reasons, and the same five reasons are the very reasons so many persons mistreat and persecute God's people today. Reason number one, Pharaoh was ignorant of God, the only living and true God, and he did not fear God. His response to the request for freedom was immediate, crisp, and cynical. He declared in no uncertain terms, he did not know the Lord, and he would not let Israel go. For you see, the world does not know God. Therefore, the world will often persecute believers. A person who truly knows God will never persecute other believers, nor will he persecute anyone else. He knows that all men are the offspring of God. For Jesus says in his word, If ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. At that point, the messengers of God warned Pharaoh. God had truly revealed himself to them. He demanded that Israel be freed to worship and serve him. Pharaoh must free them or else the judgment of God would fall upon him and the Egyptians. Note what he suggested, that God might send upon the Egyptians some form of disease or some foreign invader across the eastern border where Israel lived. This angered Pharaoh beyond measure. And now we must understand that when a person who does not know God and does not appreciate the leadership of God, they act crazy when God shows them his power. For you see, Pharaoh, number two, accused God's messengers, Moses and Aaron, with disturbing the peace and accused them of interfering with the people's work. He demanded that they get back to work, for these messengers were hindering the work. Keep in mind that the work produced by Israel was enormous for the people had grown to an estimated 2 million plus in their population. Number three, Pharaoh was mean-spirited, hard-hearted, malicious, and ruthless to these people. He reacted instructing the slave drivers to oppress God's people more and more. Pharaoh no longer supplied straw for the bricks, but instead forced the people to gather their own straw. This took an enormous amount of labor and time, labor and time that had previously been used to make brick. Pharaoh forced the people to produce the same quota of bricks per day, despite the extra labor necessary to gather the straw. Then number four, Pharaoh dismissed the message of God's messengers as a lie. How many people today believe that the message of God's preachers and teachers is a lie? There are individuals, even in the religious world, 
who will tell you false theories and false lies. They will say things that will make you believe that the Bible is incorrect. They will tell you that you don't have to worry about helping the poor. You just give the rich money and it will trickle down to everybody else. There are people that will say that you don't have to give a person a fair or minimum wage. There are people that will say that slavery is better than freedom. There are people that will say that God's people are lazy, therefore we shouldn't pay them anything. Oh, there are people today in this world who will believe lies more than truth. How many people today believe the message of lies? Oh, there are so many people who believe false theories and empty messages, meaningless uh, activities, useless lies. Some who will believe things that are a waste of time. These false theories that have people focus on man's idea rather than God's idea. No value in the real world should be given substance to these lies. But today, there are people who will believe lies rather than truth. Pharaoh misused his authority and power, and he made the oppression of God's people the law of the land. Thus saith Pharaoh the king, he sent slave masters to carry out his orders. The slave masters made the people gather their own straw, yet the people had to maintain their same work level. God's people were scattered all over Egypt to gather stubble to use for straw. This meant that many were displaced and separated from their families. The slave drivers continually pressed God's people to fill their daily quota. The Israelite foremen were beaten because the people failed to meet and set these quotas. Oh, how oppressive the evil one is when his focus is only on worldly accomplishments and worldly issues. A traveler in the South chatted with an aged Negro whom he met on the road. And I suppose you were once a slave, he remarked. Yes, sir, the old colored man answered. And so, after the war, you gained your freedom, the gentleman continued. But the ancient one shook his head sadly. No, sir, I ain't free, he declared with great emphasis. Not for exactly, sir. I didn't get my freedom, sir, for after the war, I done got married. Oh, my Christian friends, some of us have confused freedom with so many things. We look today to be free. We look today to understand what freedom is all about. Freedom does not always come as we think it is. There are some who think that a certain political party is going to give them freedom. Freedom does not come through politics. 
There are some that believe that marriage or maybe a family will bring them freedom. But freedom does not come through personal gains. The only way somebody can be literally free, the scriptures gives you clarity when it says, when the son therefore shall make you free, then ye shall be free indeed. Oh, my Christian friends, the first Moses did not find freedom at Pharaoh's hand because Pharaoh resisted. Pharaoh refused. God had to send 10 plagues, the plagues of blood, frogs, lice, flies, moraine, boils, hail, locusts, and darkness. Nine times God sent plagues. Each time Pharaoh said no. Nine times God judged the people of Egypt and showed them his mighty power. But each time Pharaoh said no. Oh, my Christian friends, God told his people to go inside of your house. Make sure that before midnight, you bring a spotless lamb. Make sure that before midnight, you sacrifice that lamb and then take the blood of his lamb and sprinkle it upon your doorpost. Oh, when Israel obeyed, Israel understood that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Oh, the first Moses showed deliverance to the people of God by sprinkling the blood of the lamb over the doorposts. Oh, today it is time to sprinkle the blood of the lamb over your doorposts. Now it is time to cleanse yourself and make yourself clean. Because when Pharaoh rejected the opportunity to give the people freedom, there was one last plague. Moses said, Pharaoh, if you don't give up, that firstborn in your household will not see the light of day. Oh, my Christian friends today, it is time for us to sprinkle the blood over the doorpost. It is time for us to find salvation. It is time for us to find Jesus and bring him in our lives. And oh, on that midnight hour, all across Egypt, there could be heard a wail and a cry because at midnight, when that death angel came into Pharaoh's chamber, his eldest son cried out because death had come knocking at his door. Today, my Christian friends, let Jesus give you peace and salvation today. you've enjoyed this message by Pastor Jonathan McCautry, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Call at 318-658-6216. Email us 
at deliverancetodayministries at gmail.com. Write us at P.O. Box 5452, Bossier City, Louisiana, 71171. This is Ruth Ann Thompson at Deliverance Today Ministries, inviting you to join us and become a faithful pledge supporter so we can reach others through this radio ministry. Before we leave the air today, I'd like to make a special appeal for those of you who believe in the power of prayer. Please join us on our Zoom prayer line tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. Zoom number 504-535-3921. There is no ID number. Come and pray with us each day. Good day. God bless you.